Does anyone else need a cocktail? I am on the inside like, oh my god. And you are, you are just an A-plus host. <laughs> I tell people. It was something like mother of alcohol, breaker of hearts. <laughs> I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence, you know? Um, hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Okay, wait, I should introduce you. Um, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Cocktails and Contemplation, another episode where we drink and contemplate our existence through this life that we're currently living. <laughs> um, I am here today with Pina Crispo, otherwise known as Chic Mama. You hey, might hey. find her on AM640, The Parenting Show. You might know her from CFMY. Is that, did I just? Yeah. I, I just totally second guessed that. It was like one of those things where I've been saying it my whole life that all of a sudden I thought about it and I was like, are those all the letters? <laughs> um, you got it right. Also, you got it right. Thank you very much. She also has a blog. She has her own Facebook group. You do a whole lot. I'll let you give yourself a better introduction. Um, do you want to say a few words to our audience members, Pina? Well, first off, Steph, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited. And for sending me booze. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best gift to receive in the mail, isn't it? It is. Let me tell you, because putting the kids to bed is a pain in the ass as it is. So booze makes it just so much better. So if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not your typical mom. I'm I'm a little bit rough around the edges. Um, I'm actually contemplating. Oh, yeah. Talking about cocktails and contemplation. Um <laughs> about maybe grabbing like a joint or some edibles as well. Let's well, make I, it fun. If anything, oh geez, my, my cat just jumped onto my lap. This is, we love rough around the edges. My whole life is one long existential crisis. So if you want to have an edible while we record this, you go for it or smoke a joint, I, whatever. I, I love it. I love it. So yeah, I think I might just do that. But yeah, Steph, what you said is uh, you pretty much nailed it. I I have my blog, chicmama.ca. Um, I am a content creator on social media. I have the parenting show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, formerly um, Pina the Inside Edge Chick from CFNY, also known as 102.1 The Edge, where I got to work with your dad. Yeah, that I was gonna, I was gonna get to that. I know Pina from a, a funky, funky little way. <laughs> but yeah, you did work with my dad for a long time when he was at the edge. One of the coolest bosses I ever had. He is, he is a cool boss. I mean, he's technically my manager for my music side of things. Um, but it's a little tumultuous because you know how parents like piss you off like no one else. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's like the coolest, coolest manager ever, he also is the most annoying one because he's my dad. Of course, but that's what dads are meant to do, right? Like, oh yeah, come on. I know. You know what? So- it's actually funny. He's been like, Steph, you got to get TikTok for your music. I'm like, no, I don't want to get TikTok. I don't get it. I get it. And he's like, no, you have to get TikTok. You have to get TikTok. So I finally like bit the bullet, and I'm like. Try to freaking navigate TikTok. I know, but he's so right. I know like, he is. It's annoying. He's so right. Like, Chris, if you're listening, you hit the nail on the head. And it's awesome because um, I'm out of the age demographic. Your dad's out of the age demographic for TikTok in some ways. And you're young. You're also out of the age demographic. I am. I'm 25 and I'm out of the age demographic. I feel like so old when I'm on those like platforms and I'm like, I'm like a baby child. I still live at home with my parents pursuing no, music. No, you're too old. You're too old for TikTok. You're like, we're TikTok um, senior citizens. That's what we are. <laughs> There's like a trend on TikTok where they just make fun of how old millennials are. And I'm like, what? I thought we were the ones who were like the young ones that were being made fun of. They're like, no. millennials still wear skinny jeans and don't have middle parts. And I'm like, low <laughs> below Gen Z. Listen, but- I part my hair to the side and I'm not changing it for anyone. Well, Fuck why it. would you? Oh, can we swear on here? Yeah, yeah. I oh, okay, good. We're fucking great then. <laughs> this is awesome. Fucking go for it. <laughs> Rough around the edges. <laughs> I told you, I'm, uh, yeah, I am. I'm rough around the edges. I even, oh, I, I think I even swear in my book. I'm a, I'm a co-author. Tell, of, tell uh, us about the book. I was actually gonna, I was gonna. 
Yeah. So I co-wrote my first book, Mama's Gotta Work, that came out in September. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I swore. I swore in the book. I'm actually working on the second book right now, which is called Mama's Gotta Grow. That one's going to be coming out in October. So it's like a two-parter. It's, it's the whole Mama's Gotta series. And I let me tell that. you, this Mama's Gotta do 10 million things in my life. So um, <laughs> Well, but you no, have it's, three kids, don't you? Yeah, I've got three kids. And it's Samantha. a pandemic, so. Oh, gee, like, don't even fucking go there, Steph. Like, I feel like I'm having a bad time. You have three children and it's a pandemic. I can't even. This homeschooling shit is garbage. You can't even <laughs> just send them away for seven hours or four hours. I don't know how long school is anymore. It's been a long time. Like, I don't know. This, this, this should have been a time that I actually looked into boarding school. <laughs> But in all seriousness, like, I feel like I have shit to contemplate over and you are pursuing so many different um, projects and you have three children at home and it's a fucking global pandemic. Like if anyone has if anyone needs booze in the mail, it's this chic mama over here. (laughs) Honest to God. Thank God. I just I just wrapped up my teaching because I also teach at Humber College. I teach in the radio uh, broadcasting program. I teach media branding and creative content development. So that wrapped up in April. So that's one thing off my plate, because let me tell you, doing Zoom classes with my students while trying to homeschool my three kids, like Samantha's turning 10 in a few weeks, Lily just turned eight and Marcus is five and a half. Like, so you just really want to like bang your head against the wall, like multiple times a day. You poor thing. Before we get deeper into this, let me run the audience through what we're drinking, what Pina mm. got sent in the mail today. So, Bitch and Leeds sent Pina a wonderful cocktail kit for a classic calm Tom Collins, not calm mm. Collins. <laughs> Tom Collins, which we were just talking about this before we started recording, is a lot easier to make than I thought it was. I don't know why I thought it was so difficult. It's simply not. It's gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and then soda water or tonic, depending what you want. And it just has like a lemon wedge and gin. It's so easy and delicious. It's like, okay. So I want to know, did you do the um, tonic or did you do the club soda? I did the, I did a mix actually. Oh, I went straight tonic. I went straight for the Finch and Leeds um, Indian tonic. That's what I did. I, okay. I, this is the thing about their tonic. I love it. Like I found it is good. I was drinking it and then I reached out to them because I liked it so much and wanted to work with them. And they've been like such an amazing partnership to be a part of so like whenever I'm like promoting them on the show I'm like no guys I'm not even doing this as like a thing it's like I know it's an ad but it's like like a good ad (laughs) like I'm not a sellout I swear um and so I'm so glad you use the tonic I was like not really feeling a lot of sugar I had a whole cinnamon bun after dinner (laughs) yum I did a little sonic um but I love their tonic I I'm I wonder what your what are your thoughts on it I am loving it. I am a gin girl through and through. So I'm really, really excited that we did the Tom Collins tonight. And I like the citrus. So the the whole like, you know, lemon juice and then your wedge of lemon in there. It's just really nice. And like you said, it's so easy. I've always ordered Tom Collins, but I've never made it because I'm like, oh, I just can't. I just can't. It, it, it's probably hard and complicated. It's, it's also an idiot because it's totally not. <laughs> and it's also like a little bit fancy of a name that you don't know exactly what in it, what's in it. Like, you know how most cocktails are like gin and tonic. You're like, okay, <laughs> self-explanatory. This is a gin and tonic, but it's got lemon juice and simple syrup. And then sometimes a maraschino cherry when you order it from a bar. Oh, see, I would be like, hold the maraschino cherry because I think those are gross. I think they're so gross too. Okay, thank God. I didn't even get them to send it in the cocktail kit. I was like, I don't want it. They're so gross. And what's with the green ones? Have you seen the green ones? No. Are they? What? Oh, they're nasty. It doesn't matter. You just don't. Just don't do it. Gross. Okay. Well, if you guys want to try one of the 
Tom Collins. I'm going to post the uh, recipe on my Instagram, which is cocktails and contemplation. So obviously go follow that. I shouldn't have to tell you again. Also <laughs> subscribe to the podcast while you're at it. Why not? Do it. Do it. <laughs> and if you want to get the Indian tonic, which is what Pina and I are drinking tonight, you can get it at bitchleads.com and you can use cocktails 25 for 25% off any of your orders. Free shipping in the GTA. Like you guys can't leave your house and all of you listen in Toronto because I can see where the listeners are on my back end of Spotify and Apple <laughs> podcasts. So I know you're in Toronto and you can't leave your house because that's the situation we're all in. So just order it and you can drink it. And it's also good by itself. Did you get any of the other tonics in your package? Yes. I think I, I got a pink one. Try the pink one. Don't add any lemon or lime or anything. Just do like a gin and tonic with it. Okay. It's so good. Okay. I got it. I got to try. I had one last night and it was just so good. Like <laughs> it's my favorite tonic. I think I've ever had the rose one. Oh, it's- okay. I got to try that then because I am a huge gin and tonic girl. Like I'm a gin girl through and through, but like gin and tonic is just, see, that's easy for me. Gin. Oh yeah. Tonic. Right. So I, I definitely uh, can't wait to try the pink one for sure. Try it. I love it so much. I literally talk this all the time. Like I, people are tired of me, <laughs> tired of hearing me talk. Actually, okay. I'm going to sound really stupid because no. I'm like pretty simple when it comes to drinks, but like, I was like so excited about the simple syrup that came in the package just because I'm like, I wouldn't even like, where do you even buy that? Do you, where, where is it? Where is that from? Like, where do you pick it up? I've never bought it. I've so honestly, before I started getting packages, I would make it at home. It's just, what? it's just, you boil some water and then you mix in white sugar. Oh God, I feel like an idiot. And then it's, it's sugar water, but they thicken it. Like the ones you buy, I think have additional sweeteners, but you can make it at home. Like I've been working on at a bar and had to like panic, make some from coffee water, like behind the oh scenes for like drinks. And then it's hot, right? So you have to like cool it in ice and keep adding sugar and keep stirring it. Like it's, it's super easy to make. Like I usually have a jar of it, but you can get it from like Loblaws, like president's choice carries it. Cause that's oh. what I've gotten in packages before. And well, since getting it, I've learned like so many cocktails that I make at home it like helps balance. Like I didn't even realize how much just like a little bit of sugar, because I've, I've said this before. I like more like tart or bitter drinks, mm-hmm. like really lime citrus heavy drinks, but adding a little bit of simple syrup often helps balance them like margaritas and stuff. Yeah. I just, I had no idea how much it actually impacts it. And I'm like, oh. back to the lady of the hour, <laughs> Miss Pina. So Pina, you gave yourself a wonderful introduction. And I was going to I was going to say I was going to tell the audience a pretty funny story about how we actually kind of know each other, which is through you working with my dad at the edge for a lot of time, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Long, long time for a lot of years. Um, Your mutual love for Pearl Jam slash Eddie Vedder. (laughs) (laughs) I think you slightly tricking him slash holding him to his. uh lucrative promise of going to a Pearl Jam or Eddie Vedder show together. <laughs> you got that right. You got it right. <laughs> and thus bloomed a beautiful friendship. And then I know Pina because my dad actually put me in touch with her pre-pandemic when I got back to Toronto after traveling the world for a little bit. And I started pursuing music and you knew someone who ran. Um, oh, yes. What's it called? Roddy, Roddy Colmer. Yes. Um, from Century Surfers and formerly from Rebel Emergency, he would do these events, these monthly events over at the Rivoli Sunday afternoon, all ages, and just have like a bunch of different musicians play. So that's Little right. Showcases. I, yeah. I was talking to your dad and I was like, well, wait, I'm like, I should get Steph and Roddy chatting and maybe Steph can play one of these showcases. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, I went to one and I met Pina and then a month later, the world shut down. So I never got to play one, which is too bad. And then another way. um, So that's how Pina and I initially became acquainted. 
And then last year you were running some online live streams through your platform on Instagram for local artists and independent artists to yep. play some acoustic songs and promote them to your audiences to help basically keep independent artists alive and like keep them yeah. flowing through what we thought was going to be a few months of tumultuous water but it ended up being a bit longer yeah we literally thought like I remember people saying like oh it's just two weeks <laughs> so that's right you um I got you to come join me as my guest on what I called the stay home sessions yeah which that's right I would do Thursday nights on my chic mama account on Instagram and would go live and it was it was just a little chat and like um shooting the shit kind of deal yeah so fun some songs mixed in and it was it was so much fun and fantastic I know I watched a bunch of yours that you were hosting of different artists too and like uh I was so appreciative that you had me on I was like oh wait oh I love your music it's so good thank you so much well hopefully some new stuff is gonna be coming soon It's been hard. Everything keeps getting pushed back. But so, oh my God, I was thinking about the other day when Pina had me on your live stream, we were talking about the vaccine and both of us said we wouldn't get the vaccine if it came out. And I have done a full 360, already got my first dose waiting on my second dose. Like, can't and wait. I'm laughing because I'm exactly the same. I got my first dose. <laughs> You're like April, April 14th. And I'm telling you, I am trying, if I can, if I can find someone to pay to get the second dose, I'm listen, I'm being fully transparent here. Just give me a price. Cause I just want it. That is so funny. Cause I don't even remember that conversation being had. I got so many text messages just reaming me out after that. I was like, maybe I should rethink this. And then I did, oh. and I got it, and you should too. Everyone who's listening, get your fucking yes. vaccine so we I, can go I outside. Got it. I, I want to play flip cup at a party, so get your vaccine. I want to go to a concert, so get your vaccine. I want to sweat and be sweated on at a concert, okay? <laughs> I want to feel I, Eddie Vedder spit on me from the <laughs> stage. I want to get on a plane to fly somewhere to go to a concert. So please, please, I'll even go England, okay, where they like throw cups of piss. Like someone throw a cup of piss at me. I'm just done with this. This is how badly we want you to get the vaccine. Someone could pee on Pina. (laughs) And we would be okay with it if it meant everyone got vaccinated. Oh my god, it sounds so bad. That's so but you know what? Bang on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it, please. I contemplated driving to America for two weeks just to get both doses. Like so many times. What? You I know people who flew to South Carol South. Uh, Carolina and just golf for two weeks and got two doses because you don't have to fucking quarantine when you get there and if you're vaccinated when you get back you don't have to quarantine in Canada but how did you how do you get them to give you the vaccine if you're not like an American citizen you pay for it yeah let's go Steph what are you doing tomorrow I am free (laughs) I'm editing this podcast tomorrow that's it okay (laughs) people are gonna be like what is going on in this podcast be like how did that woman have children nothing fucks us up better than our parents even if they do it right they still fuck us up so (laughs) you might as well have a little fun I fuck my children up daily it's great (laughs) I fuck my parents up daily too so like it's a two-way street here you ever think about the shit you said to your parents when you were a kid like you probably said things like I hate you so much they like didn't let you have a coke at dinner and you're like I hope you die (laughs) so uncalled for (laughs) I remember and okay so I'm Italian if you guys haven't figured it out um with the name Pina um which by the way is short for Giuseppina if you want to get technical um so growing up Giuseppina which is Josephine and uh, if you if you want to do the English translation, so I rem- like growing up in an Italian household, right? I remember getting so mad at my parents that once, oh, and this was a big mistake. I just looked at them and I'm like, "You're so not the boss of me." <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? 
How old are you? Oh, I was probably like not even seven or something like that. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, Italian parents come equipped with slippers in their hands that they can launch from, like, it doesn't matter. You could be like kilometers away and they will hit you. Like they've got great aim and target. These slippers are also, um, they can turn corners in something. Like, I don't know. They just, they can turn corners and they'll still hit you in the head. Like, you know what? It sounds like your Italian parents are the blue shell throwers in Mario Kart. You know, when you throw it, it hits the person in front in first and it like curves, catches yeah. them. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And so knowing that very well, why the hell did I think it was a good idea to say that to my parents? I wasn't very smart. Who knows? Whenever I would say something like that and my parents, you just see their face drop just tears immediately I was like so remorseful I was like that wasn't nice (laughs) I'm I'm a horrible child so sorry (laughs) they'd be like we're not mad Stephanie we're just we're just disappointed oh that's that's worse than mad okay so Pina yes you are a woman of many talents you talked about being content creator being an author working on the parenting show which is your show on am640 Mm-hmm. And you also are a voice actor, I believe. Oh, yeah. I'm a voice actor. I've been doing that for 19 years. Woo-hoo. I've done some cartoons, some animation. And I've done like uh, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff. Uh, but I absolutely love it. Just getting behind the mic and yeah. getting to be someone else. It's, it's awesome. So I, I love that. I love it. But it sucks because this pandemic doesn't allow me to get into the studio to do any voice work right now. When I think of voice acting, I often think of cartoons, like you mentioned, but is there, I know that like uh, video games, that's a thing that happens uh, for voice actors. Is there like something that you usually get booked for something that you do consistently? Like what comes, what goes on with a voice acting uh, career path? So basically there's all kinds of different types of of voice acting. There's the animation stuff like the cartoons um, that I I mentioned that I've done. So there was one in Australia called uh, G2G, which was got to go, which was actually picked up by CBC kids Saturday mornings here in Toronto for a while. So that was cool that it was here in Toronto. Um, I did another show, which is on Netflix, Mia and me. It's popular in Europe. I did season two of that. But then there's a bunch of other stuff too. So like I've done, you know, commercials. So whether it's television where you hear the person's voice, you don't see them or radio, you never see the person, you just hear them. So those are voiceovers, right? Um, One thing that I've been doing that I've done like a few jobs for is uh, St. Ives. Do you remember the apricot scrubs? Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've done a series of commercials for St. Ives which air in the States. That's cool. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. So it's, but honestly, I've done everything from radio commercials, television, cinema spots. So the, the commercials you see playing in the movie theater before the movie starts. Remember movie theater stuff? Just barely. Do you remember, do you remember that thing? I think I was 12 when they, cl- oh no, that, <laughs> no, <laughs> not quite. So uh, on top of that, you're also working in broadcasting. Like we've talked about, we're talking about the parenting show, which is your main Mm -hmm. show right now. And then you had a show on the edge. What was it called again? So no, on the edge, I was the inside edge chick. Oh, right, right. I was head of marketing and promotions at the edge, um, which I always like to share this because it's, that was a, it's a huge accomplishment for me, but um, at the edge, I was the youngest to ever hold the title as promo um, and marketing director. Wow. And I was the first female to have that title um, under chorus ownership. So those are two things that I'm really, really proud of. You should be, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and your dad was actually the GM when that happened. So thank you, Mr. Uh, you see, he's not all bad, guys. Cool it. I took him to see Eddie Vedder with me. Come on. Oh, yeah. That's what I was alluding to earlier. There was a point where uh, my dad and Pina bonded over their love for Eddie Vedder because he's Eddie Vedder. And also, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Like, no, I don't know a single word he says in that song, but 
Does anyone? And she's referring to Yellow Ledbetter. That's the song that Stephanie is referring to. But yeah, what happened was um, everyone knew that I was a huge Pearl Jam fan, uh, your dad included. And so we, it was just one big happy family, man. Like I miss those radio days because they're not the same and you won't ever get that kind of feeling. Um, I don't think you'll ever get that kind of feeling again in radio. It's just totally different now, but your dad would walk down the hallway to edge promo land where I would be. And everyone would like, we would all razz each other and tease each other. So one day your dad was, we were chatting about Pearl Jam and, and he's like, Hey, Pina, he's like, so next time Pearl Jam comes, um, I'm coming to a show with you. So get me a ticket. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, for real. He's like, yep. I'm like, okay. And lo and behold, Eddie Vedder announced two solo shows at Massey Hall. And so I was like, hey, Chris, Eddie, Massey Hall, I got you a ticket. We're going. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, first night. I'm like, we're going. And uh, he's like, okay, deal. And there was only one thing that I asked of him was I'm like, because obviously your dad was the general manager. So he's always like in a suit and tie, you know, dress shoes looking like really sharp and snazzy. And uh, I was like, you cannot come dress like that. And <laughs> you need to lose the dress shoes. And he's like, deal. So the day came around and I'll never forget because I would walk by his office to get to my desk every day. And he's like, Hey, Pina. I'm like, yeah. And he was wearing jeans the, uh, that day. And he reached under his desk and he pulled out a pair of chucks to show me that he was going to pull like a, uh, a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> And like change his shoes for me so we could go to the show that night. And we did. And we sat front row and it was fantastic. And Eddie hasn't come back to do a solo show since. I was going to say, Eddie Vedder solo at Massey Hall would be so electric. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Speaking of music, do you have something that we should all be listening to right now? Like what's on, what's on your playlist that you've just found or a new artist, new album? What's up? Okay. So, um, you know, okay. Pearl Jam, Foos, they're my top. So I'm always listening to them. Um, Foos just did come out with a new album. So you should check that out. Shame, shame was the first release on that album. Someone I'm really into right now, and she's not new, but I can't stop listening to her is Lana Del Rey. You know what? It makes sense that we're into her right now. I'm saying we because I'm always into her um, because she's a little moody and I feel like we're all a little bit moody right now, you know? Plus, I have my period right now. Sorry. Same. I know. Oh my God, what day are you on? Four. I'm oh my that. God, hello. No. Okay. Yeah. The moon. The moon Michael. is with us. The moon, she gets us. That's what's going on. That. You know what? I'm really happy that you said she because just earlier today, Someone said he, and I'm like, no, no, no. The moon is she and the sun is he. Yeah. Sorry. In what universe is the moon a he? Right? Simply no. Exactly. And talking about the moon, did you feel weird this week? Oh, the super, super moon thing. The lunar eclipse super moon. I manifested the the whole night. I stayed up in my journal manifesting, charged my crystals. (laughs) Like, yeah, I was into it. Yes. Yeah, it was the flower supermoon, which was the most powerful supermoon of the year because that's the um, the moon that will be closest to the Earth this whole year. Oh. Plus, it was magnified because we also had the blood lunar eclipse happening at the same time. So it was just like crazy, crazy energy. And we've got a solar eclipse coming up in June. You know what? That's great because I was manifesting. Is it bad to tell people what you manifest or good? No, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Well, I was like manifesting. I manifest. I'm working on my debut album. I was like, Juno's 2023. We're going <laughs> to get nominated for Juno's. <laughs> like, let's go. Manifest Independent Music Awards. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, manifesting I- so hard. Well, one of the things I learned about manifesting is that it's not so much you saying that this is what I want, but you have to speak as though you already have it. Mm, I love that. 
So it's like, I'm so grateful for this fucking awesome Juno award I won because I'm amazing and fantastic and talented for independent artists. There you go. I was like manifesting. (laughs) I'm gonna. (laughs) I was manifesting and then I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this really cute dress and I like sent it to myself because I have so many Instagrams. So that's what I do when I want to keep track of (laughs) I said to myself and I was like, you're gonna wear this to the Juno Awards 2023. Fantastic. Yes. What I'm doing. So So, see how I, and I also have ADD. I don't really, but, um, but see how we went from music to the moon to like the eclipse, the super moon and manifesting because I can't, I can't, that's how my brain works. I just go crazy and full speed. That's simply how my brain works. Also. I love this. Sometimes I don't even know remember what we were talking about. We were talking about my dad wearing chucks. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's so oh, funny. What I'm listening to. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Lana Del Rey. We love her. And we're both on our periods. That's it. <laughs> okay. So radio broadcasting, you were saying earlier about how the team has changed. Life in radio has changed a little bit. But you went to school for radio, correct? Broadcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now to see it evolve, has your life taken on a huge evolution since then as well? Like, I know you're a content creator, an author, like a voice actor by nature, voice, voice, everything. Um, what's going on in your life in this like growth of radio and change, basically? Honestly, I haven't worked corporate radio for about, it's going to be 10 years now. I haven't worked corporate radio full time. Right. So, so I'm there, I do my show, but my shows, it's a weekly show. It just happened. It happens Sunday evenings, eight o'clock Eastern standard time. Global news radio, six forty Toronto guys. Um, so I literally, I do my show and that's about it. I don't right now I have to do it from home because of COVID. Um, so I'm, I, I'm not in the office, but even before COVID, I would literally go in, record my show. And then I, I just fuck off. Right. Peace out did the show peace out I'm done um but if I work there full time I think I would really feel it because sometimes I do go upstairs and I'm like man it's not the same we used to have so much fun and um it's taken a turn it's taken a turn somewhat more serious somewhat a little bit more corporate I don't know what exactly it is, but I don't know, just not my vibe anymore. And I've had opportunities to go back and work full-time in radio um, since then. But I was just like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to continue to work for myself. And I get the best of both worlds because I'm still involved by doing my radio show, which is great because they give me a lot of creative freedom there. And I teach radio broadcasting at Humber, which is the school that I graduated from for radio broadcasting in 2002. Alma Mater, is that how you say it? I don't even know. Some, <laughs> some American term for like going back to your school where you went. Yeah, go, yeah I, like, I probably um, learned it from like Friday Night Lights or something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm not, um, I don't think I could ever go back full time. It's just, I'm not that person anymore. I've grown, I've changed, I've evolved. Um, And like I said, it's just, it's not like it used to be. It was a party. It was crazy back in the day. Um, And it's nothing like that anymore. So I think that if I, if I would go back, I'd be really disappointed. I completely understand. Like I left school and I was kind of like I want to go into radio like I want to have my own radio show one day like that's what I'm gonna do I love music I love being surrounded by people who love music like I saw what my dad had and like it was awesome you guys had a fucking oh then my cat jumped on my lap (laughs) (laughs) you guys had a fucking setup and like an amazing team and people that I got to know like I'm I was a kid when you guys were all working together like to to have that be in my life is obviously something really special but I don't I don't think that I'll ever have the same circumstance that you guys had in radio because it's just the industry is so so different different, um that it's like I'm trying to explore different avenues 
that lead me to that same kind of home. Do you know what I mean? By yeah. That? And I think that you will like, like I'll never get that feeling again with radio, but I have gotten that feeling with like creating content Yeah. and my colleagues in that world, you know, we're all independent. We're all our own bosses. We're all like, you know, entrepreneurs. Um, but I'm lucky to say that I've got like a great, um, support system, a great little community Yeah, when it comes to like the content creating side of things. And, um, it's, it's sad because you kind of have to mourn that, that radio thing and just know that like, well, it'll never be like that again, but there'll always be something else. So like, I'm sure that you are going to get that feeling. Um, but it's just going to be, it won't, you know what I mean? Like for you, it's yeah. going to be music, you know, and different musicians and collaborating with different musicians. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Even this podcast, like this, yes, it's been so much fun because my favorite thing ever is just like getting to know people, like connecting with people. I think everyone has a story to tell if they have an opportunity to tell it. And that's kind of the reason I wanted to start some sort of radio show. But like here, it's I'm I'm still able to get that and like get to know people on a different level, even though it's over zoom or whatever right now <laughs> I know but it's you know what we're that's the other thing too is that so much has changed um but like back in the day we didn't have zoom you know yeah. now we have zoom and it allows us to do stuff uh like this which I think is pretty awesome like there is a there is a such an opportunity in the way that technology moves to create content of so many different kinds and so having this space and time and kind of accepting that was a weird thing for me and I think for um some of the people in similar situations to me that I've that been able to talk to about it but as soon as you do like the world's basically at our fingertips we just have to figure out what it is we want to do and how we want to do it yeah and you know what the one good thing there there are a few things to come out of this this pandemic um and one of the things is it's given us the opportunity to maybe focus on things uh, or work on things that we maybe would not have done otherwise because, you know, we were basically told, well, you got to stay home. And so it's like, well, I have some time now. And now is the, you know, now is the time to do this. Like go figure. I wrote my first co-authored book during a pandemic, you know, mama's got to work. And, um, which I'm so like, grateful for that opportunity became an Amazon bestseller the first day that it was like released it hit number one by noon that first day and um and then I was asked to write on the second book which is mama's gotta grow which is about growth during this pandemic right um so yeah it's given us some opportunities to to do things that you know if before we're like okay yeah you know what that's on my list of things to do. One day I'll get to it. And you know what? The pandemic was just like, well, here's your one day. Go for it. So Mama's Gotta Work, that came out in October, right? Just so that was that was September, and Mama's Gotta Grow will be out in October. Gotcha. And where can people find this book? These so books? Amazon, um, Chapters Indigo, Target, um, or you can hit me up on social if you want to get an autographed copy. <gasps> I want an autograph copy. Yep. I will say I'm going to, I'm going to put one in the mail for you, (laughs) throw one in the mail for you, but yeah. So, so there's a few ways to get it. Um, but if you do want one as a gift for someone else, or maybe for yourself and you want it personalized, you can hit me up directly, um, and purchase one from me and I will sign it, autograph it and send it over to you. Oh, wicked. That's so awesome. You guys should absolutely check that out. That's at Chic Mama. You said you were a co-author of Mama's Gotta Work. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what that encompasses, who you wrote the book with, the premise of the book, where the book came from? I have so many questions. Yeah. Okay. So So, um, it was put out by GBR Publishing. And what I love about GBR is that it is a female-owned publishing house. And it's all like pretty much female-run. And all their books are pretty much female targeted. So Mama's Gotta Work, um, it came from an idea by this amazing woman, Krista Lee. She is the lead author. And um, she wanted to basically get the story, uh, the stories 
from a bunch of different moms, working moms, like, and what their lives looked like being a mom and working. So basically I shared my whole story of radio and just before becoming a mom and after becoming a mom. So what that looked like for me, right. And also going into this, um, this world of social media and becoming a content creator. Now I worked with, I think there was about 20 authors on the book. And so we each took a chapter, we each took a chapter and we told our story. So like there were some, I I believe that like one mom was a nurse. And so Krista Lee, the lead author, um, she actually works on the show, the CBC show called Working Moms. So there's all these different moms, all different types of worlds that, you know, we come from and we basically share our story of what it's like being a mom and what it's like, you know, having to juggle motherhood and your career. Um, the actual, what the fuck's wrong with me? I can't even get the words out. It's because we were drinking probably. <laughs> it always happens. The, um, the forward is actually written by Catherine um, Reitman, who is the creator and star of Working Moms. So she wrote oh, the forward wow. on Mom's Gotta Work, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, and now the second book in the Mama's Gotta series, which is coming out in October, like I'm, I literally just submitted my acknowledgements for the book and just named my chapter like yesterday. So it's like, it's almost ready to go. Um, but Mama's Gotta Grow in the second book, it's moms just talking about growth during the pandemic and how we've changed and evolved, you know, and survived. So this book was, again, it's a co-authored. So we, we each took a chapter. There's about 20 authors. Um, Krista Lee, again, is the main author on it. Um, but the good thing, and it's good and it's a huge accomplishment for me and something I I can't wait for it to get out is because I really had to open up and go deep and become very, very vulnerable when writing this one. So um, there's a big bomb that I'm going to be dropping on my audience and I won't talk about it now. You're going to have to get the book, Um, but I really, really open up like I've never opened up before. Wow. That's amazing. That's that must feel good though, in a liberating, it does. beautiful way. It was it was really hard to write this second one. Like I wrote it, and then I write, I go back edit. I write, I go back edit, and then like a few times, I was like, okay, select all, delete. I did that quite a few times just because I was like, I need to have the right voice, and I need to get this out in the right way because if I am going to be vulnerable and I'm going to say what I'm about to say, I need to make sure it's right. So yeah, when, when you guys, when the book comes out and you pick it up and you read it, then you'll be like, holy fuck, this is what she meant. Yeah. But that's also sometimes important. Like I know how much I edit my song lyrics, especially when I'm talking about something that's important to me because it's really easy to get off track or come off the wrong way and so to be that open like you do you almost need to like hold yourself to such a high standard or maybe you don't have to but like we do but when it comes to releasing something that's so vulnerable and you want to be as honest as possible it is good to look back because we do have a tendency to hold back when we're scared but when we go to where the fear is and we release it all it comes out the way it's supposed to be and that's exactly what it sounds like you were doing through this For anyone that may know me from my social media accounts or from the parenting show, you know that being real and authentic is huge for me. Um, I don't sugarcoat shit. I say it like it is. What you see is what you get with me. Uh, But I also have made it clear to my audience that as open and honest as I am about, you know, anything that crosses my path. Um, and life and stuff like that, there are still aspects of my life that I keep close to me and I don't share on social. So this second book that's coming out, I am sharing something that um, is really personal, is really personal. And that's why I think, you know what I mean? It was like, you know how you said, you know, we hold ourselves to this high standard and we want to make sure that whatever we're putting out is like, 
is like fucking quality is top notch. That's why I think that it was just like, it was a tough one for me to write. And, you know, it took me a while to just feel comfortable with it. And then not only feel comfortable with it, but then be like, okay, am I saying this right? Did I get everything out that I needed to get out? Does it make sense? Am I happy with it? Is it a true representation of who I am and what I'm about and my brand? And so that is what took me a while, but I'm really, really happy with what I've got. And I can't wait for this, this thing to be published. I'm so proud of you. It sounds so amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I haven't even. I can't wait till October. That's that's my birthday month. So. Oh, there you go. Are you a Libra? I am a Libra. Oh, look at that, Miss Air sign. I'm I'm fire. Oh, you're Aries, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) I've dated a lot of Aries. It's my mother's sign. My mom's an Aries, so apparently I have like. Sorry, mom and dad. A sexual draw towards Aries. Boyfriend now is not an Aries. Thank God. Only bad experiences came from those. It's it's fire and air. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the last portion of my podcast is a segment called Wed, Bed, Behead. Whoa. What's that about? Okay. Okay. So what it is, is I'm going to give you a list of three individuals. Okay. And you're going to have to fuck one, marry one, and kill one. Oh, let's do it. So based on everything I know about you. Okay. Crafted the perfect one. Okay. 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 So we got Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Keith Richards. Oh God. And Dave Grohl. (laughs) You got a wed one, bed one, and behead one. What? You guys should see Pina's face right now. I okay, like Keith Richards, legendary, right? But I'm just not into old dudes, so I'll just kill him. I also think the intravenous drug use from his life probably is a good idea not to have sex with him, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like, no. Okay. So I'm going to kill him. Okay. And I've met both Dave and Eddie. Shut the fuck up. What? Yeah. 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 So I've met both Dave and Eddie. So I, um, this is good because I'll tell you, Eddie is very serene and calm. Um, someone that you could have like a deep conversation with, right? Yeah. Like I'm really giddy inside cool. hearing that. Really, really cool, right? But he also is a bit too serious for me. Because mm, like I'm fun through and through, where Dave Grohl is like, wow, let's party. And he's like so super, like he's like the ultimate like rock star. I have a picture of him holding Samantha. My, my oldest daughter, daughter. Was three months old. Yeah. What did like, he super, smell super like? Cool. Pardon? Nothing. <laughs> so I would want to marry Dave. And then I'd fuck Eddie. Even though I ha- I'm going to tell you something. And a lot of people probably assume that I'm, I'm physically attracted to Eddie Vedder. But I'm not. I'm mentally attracted to him. Sometimes that's more powerful, you know? So, so I would, I would sleep with him, but I'd want like fucking deep conversation, like intense shit that, that probably wouldn't even be a fuck. That would be like, I'm going to just say it. That'd be like a love making session. (laughs) (laughs) But Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl, you could have like so much fun with. He's so much fun and he's genuinely like a super sweet, nice guy. I think my personality, like, because obviously if you're going to marry someone, it's got to last, right? Oh yeah. I could go long-term with Dave. Easy. Um, I was on a first mar- name basis. <laughs> me <and> Dave. <laughs> I was marrying Dave Grohl from the second I said that list of people. Like there was Ooh. no circumstance. I wasn't marrying Dave Grohl. Okay. So who would you kill and, and fuck? Okay. I would. <sighs> This is the thing. I recently learned this because my boyfriend's reading the Keith Richards autobiography yeah. that my favorite Stone song, This is, people are going to be like, that's your favorite Stone song. It's Beast of Burden. <laughs> I fucking and, love that song. I, I played it three times last night because I just, it's I just so one fun. time wasn't enough. 
It's, it's so good. I'm with you, though. So I just learned that he wrote that song himself. Oh. And I was like, and they do this thing where there's two alternating guitar parts basically through the whole song that like makes the song so incredible. But he also wrote all the lyrics and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I was it's thinking on. Keith Richards was just this cokehead heroin addict who was on trial <laughs> in the 70s in the Canada. <laughs> But here he is writing Beast of Burden. Um, despite that, Eddie Vedder. Eddie. He is Eddie Vedder. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to bed Eddie and I'm going to have to be Keith, although it hurts me. And maybe I'll bed Eddie to Beast of Burden. Just- <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Oh, we did the same, didn't we? Yeah. We okay, love that. Look, also, we're all, we're both on day 4 of our cycle. <laughs> um the moon is vibing. Yeah, like Dave Grohl is both of our soulmates simultaneously. Do you want to know something kind of embarrassing that my one of my do, I want to tell you. Do you want to know my favorite Foo Fighters song? Monkey Wrench. It's Wheels. Oh, you know what? That's not, why is that like so, like, it's a good song. I know, but it's just not their best song at all. <laughs> like, I, I'm all about like Everlong, acoustic oh, Everlong. So good. <gasps> so good. So good. Honestly, Sky is a Neighborhood, like, I uh, so good fired too. Up. Fired up. Burning Bridges. Oh, Burning Bridges in the car. Windows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That beginning. Like, you're like, fuck, Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I need a concert if you can't tell. Thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, Pina. It well, has been a blast. You. It was. It's so nice to see a, a different human, yeah. aside from the ones you live with, because I'm just sick of them. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about her kids, everyone. She's talking about her three loving children. So thank you. And thank you for, for the booze, because honestly, um, the people at Fitch and Leeds, it's Fitch and Leeds, right? Yeah, that's, ex- okay. that's exactly it. Because the people at Fitch and Leeds, um, honestly, they, they put together a really lovely package for me and it was absolutely delicious. So thank you kindly. Thank you. This mama really needed it. Good. I'm so glad. Definitely try that rose tonic or the pink tonic soon. It's really nice. It's super, it's different and tasty. I love it. I had it yeah, vodka last night too. And I don't love vodka and I'm just breezy. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Like you said, do a simple gin and tonic using that. Yeah. It's quite nice. Mm. Um, I really appreciate you taking out the time to record with me and everyone go check out at chic mama, which is C H I C underscore M A M M A. That's Pina's account. You can find her book. You can find her blog. You can find her parenting show, which is her radio show on AM 640, which is every Sunday night at eight o'clock. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So just hit the hit the link in my bio on Instagram and it'll take you to everything. It'll so take you little- to everything. Link tree. Link tree. Take you to everything. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. I so appreciate it. I hope you had a great time. It was so nice having you and for catching up with you. And now we're both one dose back. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank Anything you. you need, let me know. You are so wonderful, Bina. Thank you for no, gracing the for listeners. Thanks for asking me to come on and do this. This was fun. I loved it. I'm so glad you enjoyed your cocktail. Always mm-hmm. remember to drink and contemplate responsibly. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next Wednesday.